With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Kurt Schilling Baseball Show, episode 64, postseason edition. Uh, Going to get right off, get get right on it, uh, <laughs> and start uh, where, well, we'll start somewhere where someone didn't start. Clayton Kershaw... Uh, got an out, one out in uh, in game one of the game uh, against Arizona. Uh, their offense jumped all over him. Don't care what he says. I I, I have to believe that there are some physical issues going on. Um, shoulder was a concern late in the year. Um, I didn't see the sharpness. Uh, but uh, I mean, not to not to advocate him. He took responsibility and all the things that go with that. Um, said his shoulder was fine. Everybody was shocked. Dave Roberts said it was shocking. Uh, Freddie Freeman said, I don't think anybody in baseball was expecting that. Um, Dimebacks won to an 11-2. Uh, and, you know, it's the best of three. So that first one is a huge, huge, huge win. Um, I don't have any explanation other than he's been an average pitcher in October. And that's just the way it happens. Uh, even when he was healthy, he wasn't a guy who 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 pitched really well in October consistently. And you know that's a thing. So, uh, uh, but that was that was a huge. That's a huge. Anytime, I mean, any first game is big. But the shorter the series gets, the bigger the first game gets. And and uh, three of the four teams that did not play in the wild card, three of the teams that had buys, uh, lost their game ones. And you know, Bill, I know you guys. From a fan's perspective, I think there's some some curiosity there. Um, yeah, five days of rest and not playing. Yeah, does that have any effect? It, it shouldn't. Um, and I don't know. You know, it, same thing happened last year, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a problem. I would prefer not to be off five days. I can tell you that. Um, that's a time of year when thing you're warm, hot, but at the same time, physically the body it does the body good to get five days off and you're fresh. Um, but you're going from five days off to uh, an intensity level that some of you guys have never ever experienced. Um, so that's kind of kind of curious. Um, but yeah, and in a five game series, when you know you're the home team. You're losing game one. Giveaway home field. Yeah. 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 Um, I would like to give all the credit to the pitching, uh, as I often do in the postseason. But if you look at uh, the Phillies-Braves game and the Braves managing just five hits and getting shut out, uh, 3 nothing by the Phillies, a team that hit 307 home runs, by the way. Um, it was a nothing-nothing game, I think, into the sixth. Right, or yep. fifth or sixth, they were both. Yep. Uh, Strider was who he was supposed to be, um, but the Phillies pitched him, uh, and that game. You know, it, I, again, I tend to look at October from the pitcher's perspective, in that the pitcher can take control of a game or a series, whereas an offense can't. 
I don't think because you're t- relying on eight or nine guys to, to to do it as opposed to one. Um, and I think the Phillies pitching, and, and we talked about this, uh, Nolan Wheeler are, are going to make a series a nightmare for anybody. Um, but, you know, this turns game, obviously game two becomes a must win, right? I mean, you're, you're down 2-0. Most of these teams aren't going to lose three in a row. Right, but and to be transparent, good. we're taping this on Monday for right, you guys right. to listen Tuesday, right. so Wheeler will have already gone. But the teams that can win three in a row from a really good team are all alive right now. So with the, if the Braves came back and scored 11 runs a game for three in a row, would anybody stunned? Well, Philly fans would be stunned, but I don't think the baseball world would be. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Wheeler's going to pony up, and, and if you look at his October numbers, he's exactly who you want on the mound. Up one nothing for sure, uh, and a number. I, I got to tell you this: uh, the more I say it, the more shocking it gets. Carlos Correa is third all time, third all time in playoff history for over RBIs. Um, that's pretty stunning. Um, I don't think he's been playing long enough to be considered a great shortstop. I think he's a very very good player. Um. His first four games, he's hitting 533 with a 1321 OPS. So he's a guy, you know, we talked about this, Bill, early. There are guys who play better in October, who elevate their game when everybody else can freeze or or, or, or digress. And he clearly, uh, you know, they needed – Lopez comes back big. Uh, the Astros get six scoreless from Verlander in game one. I like – I, I, and I said Minnesota was a dark horse with Gray and Lopez and some power arms. And uh, Lopez comes back and shuts down the Astros, punching out seven uh, and seven scoreless. And they even the series, which so now it's a best of three. Well, and I know you had to be very proud of Lopez, who after the sixth inning went into the, lo- the dugout and said, I'm pitching the seventh. Yeah. Love that stuff. Because that, I mean, again, that's the managers know their players. And I, I'm thinking he was expecting that, um, which is everything you want in a guy. But that's the best of three now. And, and uh, you know, from a pitching perspective, that's going to be a fun one to watch. Um, Sonny Gray, I think it's through game three, right? He does Tuesday, yep. Yeah, yeah. I still believe Minnesota's a dark horse just because of their starters and their arms. I agree with you. And and Houston now, Kurt, you know, Verlander went, Valdez went. The rest of their staff is kind of suspect. Right, right. Well, it's, it's, they, they might have the Johnny Hole staff outing, which uh, has worked. We saw it work the other day, but you don't, that's not what you want. And it's just such a, it's such a, a detour from traditional postseason. I mean, because postseason was so, built around starting pitching so much, right? I mean, you had the Braves with Maddox and Glavin and Schmoltz, and you had the Astros with Clemens and Pettit, and you had the Yankees with Clemens and Pettit and Messina. And, you know, it was always a, a the thing going into the postseason. And it's just so much less of a thing now. Um, but the teams that can do it traditionally, I think, have a huge advantage. The teams that can go into a series and say, here's our three starters, and all three are getting the ball at least six of the seven games or five of the seven games. I think that that – because I think that there's a uh, there's a confidence in the rotation uh, or in the, in the lineup. 
you're going out with 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 the uh, with Wheeler on the mound tonight. The Phillies lineup, you know, you play differently. If you know, you know he's going to be a guy traditionally who's going to give very little. So you play for a run early differently than you might otherwise. And you can't do excuse me, you can't do that with a bullpen game. So be interesting to see. Um a, a guy who I talked about at the beginning of the year and a team that I've talked about all year long is on the verge of leaving, and it's disappointing. Grayson Rodriguez um, walked four, uh, went one and two-thirds, gave five runs, six hits, uh, punched out two, threw 59 pitches, and he was pulled. And then Baker and Webb came in. It was 9-2 to two after three. Uh, Texas hit a grand slam in the, what, third? 11-8 um, game. You score eight runs in the postseason, you got to win, unless you give up 11. So that was uh, disappointing. But now a team that's had challenges all year long has got another one. They got to win three in a row. Well, remember the two ser- the two big series they had in September, one with the Rays and right. one with the Indians. They lost, and they lost the yeah. first two and won the next two. So. Yep, yep. They're, I, I'm not giving up on them yet. No, I'm not I'm, either. I'm not I, either. I'm really. I, I want to see that story play out, and I would love to see a game five in Baltimore. That would be spectacular. Those, those fans are going bonkers, crazy, and it just you know to have a season. And like I said, I, I'm a. I'm not a big fan of the five game series here. I, I don't mind the three play in, but I, I, I got a problem with the five on the division series. There's no reason it shouldn't go seven, seven, seven. I understand why it doesn't from a scheduling perspective, but I still think that 162 game schedule after that best of three and you've earned a buy there deserves a best of seven. And that's going to kind of stink. So, um, so talk to me, Bill, what do you, this Billy Epler thing. So, uh, I've always looked at this stuff as pretty general, right? Uh, you either stand up for yourself if you did nothing wrong and say absolutely not, or you walk away. And apparently uh, Mets GM Billy Epler uh, resigned Thursday over improper use of the injured list. He has yet to speak to MLB officials, um, but is expected to cooperate with the probe. He resigned in order to avoid becoming a potential distraction to the organization. Uh I- I don't get it. it well, how do you improperly use? Yeah, the no, I know. Report? So how you improperly use is you put guys on that you have guys agreed to 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 an injury, and you put them on when they're not hurt. That's how you improperly use it for the most part. Um, I don't. I'm not sure that's a resignation level offense, right? Because I'm pretty sure. And it doesn't make it okay, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot of teams around the big leagues that have done and did this very same thing. This is what you do. This is how you manipulate, just like in the NFL and the injury report. You this, There are little games you play, and yes, you know what? At the end of the day, it's cheating, and you get caught, you get fined, and all the things that go with that. But I'm kind of confused at the at – the, and, and I I hesitate to wonder if Buck's not involved. Right. I don't know how he couldn't be. Well, if Cohen made the call to fire Buck and Epler didn't agree, you know, it, it would make sense that the GM wasn't on board with changing the, the manager and right. said, okay, then I don't belong here either. Right. Well, yeah, I'm not sure uh, how 
and and maybe there's something much deeper than that. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not really sure that that's a resignation level offense, unless there's something far, far deeper here. And, and I'm not sure what that could be. So that's unfortunate. And well, we're going to close out. And again, we're taping on Monday. So we'll be back on, on Friday to talk about the series, which probably, well, some of them are going to be over. Right. Um, but there is a piece of news that really, really stinks. And that is that Sandy Alcantara had Tommy John in over the last couple of days. He will miss all of next year. Um, And I'm going to apologize right now because I don't, uh, he's young. He's in his mid twenties. If I'm he not, is. right. He is. I should have his age and I don't, and that's my fault. Um, but I got to tell you, I, I'm of the firm belief that when you draft and, and sign a young pitcher and bring him to big leagues, the career plan for the pitcher should include 18 months of downtime. I don't know any of them that haven't had Tommy John. I mean, obviously there's rare exceptions, but I almost think that when you draft a young kid out of high school, that you should allocate 18 months of that first five years being off for Tommy John. And we're seeing guys have it twice too, but I don't know what that impact would have on the draft or how you handle guys, but everybody's doing it. And it seems to be, and and part of it is again watching that game last night, the Baltimore game. It's so uncomfortable to watch. There are very few pitchers left in the big leagues. I'm watching the bullpen out of Baltimore. And these guys are throwers, just throwers. They're missing left and right, left and right, left and not coming close with forcing fastballs. You know, forcing. I always talk with young pitchers about good miss and bad miss. When I'm going on the outside corner and I miss a good miss, I miss away. When I'm going on the inside corner, I'm a good miss, I miss in. These guys are going on the inside half, and the you know Rushman's going across the plate to catch the ball. It's it's a it's a staff full of throwers, and when you see a pitcher, it stands out. It, it's like like watching Verlander and Degrom. When Verlander has the catcher on the corner for a fastball away, and he misses, he misses like this, or he misses like just watch the catcher. Anytime you see the catcher's elbow for a catch, pitcher's missing, right? This is where the catcher should be catching in, and it's just it's so hard to watch. It really is because it, it it's it's going to be the reason why you're going to see late inning home runs probably more so than you might in the past because late these relievers are throwing. They're not pitching. They're throwing. He had a great slider. I can't remember the kid's name that came in for Baltimore, but he walked the bases loaded and was pulled. And then Baker came in. I think it was Baker yeah, came they- in gave a grand slam. But I'm watching him pitch and walk the bases loaded, and he. I mean. It was the other way around. Baker walked the three guys and then Webb right. came in and Webb throws yeah. high nineties and can tip a hundred, but right. you groove a hundred. It everybody it in the big league the can hit a fastball. Quick. Yep. Everybody can hit a fastball. And it's just so hard to watch. Like I said, that's why when you have starters with command of the fastball, it's such a different thing to watch than watching these guys just throwing the ball as hard as they can. And that's what most of these bullpens are made up of. And it's just, it's so, the the fundamentals that it lacks are just mind-boggling to me. That these pitching coaches in the minor leagues aren't teaching these kids how to pitch. And they're coming to the big leagues as throwers and staying as throwers. And that's why you're seeing what you're seeing. So, Well, I don't know if you saw the Phillies uh, bullpen, but that kid, I read about the kid Orion Keckering. Right. He started this year in lower A ball and was brought up September 24th 
and he threw a perfect seventh in a 3-0 game. Yeah. Throwing sliders. He pit, he had eight pitches, Kurt, and seven of them were sliders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because that's the kind of thing that he's not going to get around the league. These guys are all going to see it for the first time. And you can get away with that a time and a half around the league. Probably not multiple times in a series. But, you know, as a first look thing, you can you can go out there and, and show somebody that. I mean, because they're seeing it for the first time. But night two tends to change the score a little bit. If you're if you're talking about a breaking ball. Right. Guys that come in with breaking balls will come in and they'll dominate that person with breaking balls because guys have never seen it before. And it is a plus plus breaking ball. But I don't care how many how good your breaking ball is when you throw it three times in one at bat to one hitter. M- most good hitters are going to figure it out. But he's a fresh look kid. No one's seen him. No scouting reports really, other than what they say. You haven't, you know, these guys haven't had eyes on, so it's different, and it's a huge plus. So, uh, yeah, we got a couple games tonight, and then, uh, like I said, we'll be back on Friday, and I'm assuming we'll be back on Friday with possibly at least two series done, maybe two, maybe all of them, exactly. So. Exactly. Anywhere you guys get your podcast, uh, Apple, Spotify, Outkick.com. We'd love you to do it that way. Uh, you can find us anywhere. Spread the word. And Bill and John, I'll catch you guys on Friday.